Forward Podcast, yeah. Yeah. Uplifting piano lick. <laughs> All right. Get things going with a little REO. Get your foot tapping, your hands clapping. Maybe you're doing a little butt dancing. <laughs> yeah, man. It's good to be willing. He's willing to make a break. Some changes coming, as the chorus will tell you. Changing into the regular season for uh, Racing Louisville. Challenge Cup is over. Feel pretty good about it. We're going to be all right. A couple questions. Of course, Louisville City rolls on. No losses. Are you ready to roll with the changes? Change of season. Maybe some personal changes. I'm trying to do that. Change is good. Especially when you need to make them. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, Ario. He knew what had to happen. He knew he was going to get faded out. It's the way it goes. Oh, well. Such is life. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Valley. I'm the host of the Center Forward Podcast, podcast that is dedicated to professional soccer here in Louisville. That would be Racing Louisville and Louisville City FC. Also, the men's and women's national teams. Nothing on them this week. However, plenty to talk about. We have a new season coming up with racing uh, after the Challenge Cup, finishing up with a draw against uh, Houston and uh, Louisville City. Uh, continues to not lose, <laughs> which we're really happy with. Uh, man, what a rough go. Gosh, that, that schedule. We're going to talk a little bit about schedules in this show and uh, some other things as well. I uh, want to remind you that this podcast is on iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share the love. Who's ready for some five things? That's right, folks. Who's ready for the fastest three minutes in NWSL slash USL slash men's and women's national teams coverage? It's the only place in the universe you're going to get this, so you should feel special. <laughs> five things, number five. My thermostat is mad at me. You know why? Because I keep touching it. <laughs> it's getting a little annoyed. Is it 85? Is it 40? This time of year, man. And my sinuses don't like it. And then you got the Ohio Valley thing going on with we got the horniest plants on the planet. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. But gosh, a little more consistent weather, so uh, my face doesn't feel like it's just filled up with cement. Anyway, number four, Vamos Jogo. Jonathan Gomez, man. Tell you what, he's up there with the national team in Mexico for uh, a couple friendlies I believe they got coming up. So are we going to lose this kid? I, I, you know, I'm wondering about this. Because he's got a ton of talent. It's just the, the talent pool in Mexico might not be what it is in the United States. He might get a little bit better of a chance there. We'll see what happens. Hopefully he plays here in the States, but we'll see. Number three, fix this schedule. Man, I'll tell you what. The Challenge Cup slamming up against the beginning of the NWSL season just doesn't make sense. Can't they just start it a week earlier? I, I mean, I know it's cold. It's going to be cold no matter what, right? I mean, so one, one extra week. <laughs> I mean... This is just too much, especially for the teams that move on. You know, you know, you're coming out of preseason too, and I don't think it's a real good idea to have that many games on legs so early in the season when you're still trying to work things out. Hopefully, they get that squared away sometime. We'll talk about that in the show. Number two, obviously leading into it, let the season begin. We are looking forward to racing season this year. Like we said, a couple of questions. Um, you know, certainly the first half of, of this last match. But, you know, we're going to talk about that. I'm not too concerned about it at all. I mean, it's a preseason match. And they weren't really playing for anything being out of the tournament. But anyway, you know, I, I am looking forward to this season. And uh, hopefully you are. I know you are. So there you go. Number one. Ooh, city. Why ooh, city? No L. See what I did there? No L in loose city. Because we haven't lost yet. Isn't that nice? It's pretty exciting. I think it is. Tough, tough, tough win. Exciting shootout again here in Louisville. I guess that's the thing in our stadium. 
and then of course the draw on Charleston. Anyway, after such a crazy amount of games, you know what these players need to do? They need to take a break. And then they get ready for the next game this week in Pittsburgh, or against Pittsburgh. A lot of exciting stuff going on here in Louisville. Racing getting ready to get going, and Louisville is going. Yeah, man. Five tings. Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, let's talk to Joey Cecil. All right, to break down the racing and Louisville City games, once again, we have Joey Cecil on. Joey, how are you, sir? I'm, I'm surviving. I just sat through two and a half hours of student presentations, and I feel like I'm finally ready to be the one that talks. <laughs> College kids are the I, best, though. I've been saving up my voice. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm looking forward to this because uh, there's there's some stuff going on. I guess yeah, we're going to start with Louisville City stuff. Yeah, the stuff is we had the announcement, the big announcement after the mysteriousness and the curiosity. Right, right. The USL Summer Showcase right. was announced. Mm-hmm. It's a regularly scheduled match with Phoenix. Now has the USL mid-year meetings, and that match will be on ESPN2. Yeah, man. Reps from more than 200 clubs will be in town. Mm-hmm. And there's a kind of some backlash on social media that we are just adding meetings to a regularly scheduled game. Right, 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 right. You know, and, and, but, mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. You know, at first I was, I sort of was in that pool and then I thought about it for a second and I was like, you know what? Eight years ago, if somebody had said that this event was going to, we were going to have a nationally televised game yeah. between us and Phoenix on a, I, we would have been jumping through the roof. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so that's kind well, of where I ended up with it. I was like, you know, you've got well, a, a, an, another sports league, sort of like NWSL using us as a sort of banner team to advance it advances the league but obviously advances ourselves too so sure you know that's kind of where i ended up with that i'm also going to give kudos to patrick blanton on twitter for a different perspective on this right okay and he said this is great for the team in the city it doesn't always have to be great for the fans hear that that's 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 an accurate that was a fantastic perspective because i hadn't even thought about that that is that's a good you know not not everything has to be about us right as fans right right you know think how good this is going to be for the city the hotels around here right which they could use 200 at least 200 reps coming in right you know (laughs) and this just advances our profile as a soccer center in america exactly exactly Exactly. so you know when you take it from that perspective great news fantastic news yeah man it's solid it's definitely it's it's a good thing and plus playing phoenix on, on uh that's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big match oh yeah you know and espn2 as well you know yep. we've only been on there a couple times i think right you know one for one of the open cup game not open cup uh usl cup games yes so you know you know I, well, we're gonna get some people clicking through absolutely absolutely I, I, i'm like i said i you know at first i was like oh because i i kind of right. hyped myself into thinking there was we some sort of special yeah, tournament yeah, yeah. coming but, yeah we all did oh well still still it's a great thing and i'm, I'm still glad we're great doing news it. yeah great absolutely. news Speaking of great news, but it took a while to get there. Mm-hmm. Man, that Open Cup game. <laughs> Speaking of that, before we even get to that game, I got to congratulate you on your string of correct picks before your downfall. Yeah, man, I nailed it. I nailed those games. And I then, couldn't believe then you it. went the opposite direction. I did. Man, I did. I did. You the were next the stock market in 08. I, w- <laughs> I only heard that. I only heard mm. that mentioned a few times tonight in presentations, so that's stuck on my brain. And right. here's the perfect metaphor for it. Greenville almost pulled that out. I mean, yeah. I, I really did expect them to win that game, and, and they were down one nothing, and they ended up drawing. No, they were they got it even, and then you know Charlotte won. But even the Madison game, they were they were competitive in that match. So it's you know, yeah. it is what it is. You know, and a lot you know, of a lot yeah. of MLS teams struggled in that one. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so so we get to our match, Toach McCabe, and really surprised Brian Ownby started. Yeah, after very, his shift he put in at San Diego. Very surprised. You know, and then you know what we look like. We look like a team that had just come off a physical, emotional game, right? Because we had, mm-hmm. you know. And then you were wondering. It was a question of whose press would give in, because we were both high pressing. Yes. And our problem was it was a Hackworth team, well coached and disciplined, and yes. they knew how to stifle us. Yep. Yes, they did. You know, and this was this was night. This was ninety minutes of just frustration. Mm-hmm. You know, we look like the better team in the second half, but yeah. the worst case scenario for us was extra time after yeah. that game we just had. Mm-hmm. We went to it. You know, as as you're fond of saying in this tournament, we have the better depth. Yeah. But I counter that with we also have more minutes on those legs. Yes, we, you're right. That's absolutely correct. You know, mm-hmm. and we get to 120 minutes, and then the cruelest form of sporting there is <laughs> penalty. the penalty shootout. Ooh, boy. Golly. So, so we start with Kyle Morton saving it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, advantage. 
we get to third slot and Jorge shanks himself further into the doghouse. Yeah, man. Doesn't even hit the frame, which for me is unforgivable in a PK shootout. Uh, dude, I just go ahead, go ahead. We'll talk about him later. Right. <laughs> but we, we you know, we get all the way to the tenth. Mm-hmm. And you got Kyle Morton sh- saving it with his shin. Yeah, that was that was a pre- that was pretty amazing. It was, that was an impressive amazing. save. And yeah. also, the guy the guy took the penalty. I prefer right down the middle, mm-hmm. but he hit it right at the height of the keeper. Yeah, and Kyle was able to get a shin to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about hometown kids stepping up and burying crucial right? penalties for Louisville City. Right. But we had a 16 year old center back just bury it to so allow cool. us to move on. Right. Uh, for those unaware, my mention also is for Richie Ballard securing the first USL Cup appearance. Really. In Absolutely. the Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. against Red Bulls, what the hometown that? kid. Right. Jeez. Um, and, you know, w- w- what really concerned me about the penalty shootout was we had taken out what I would consider our best takers. Right. Yeah. And you know what? It didn't show. It didn't show. <laughs> One miss out of ten. Pretty amazing. Some very, and, confident, some very confident takes, too. Yes. And what was insane to me was how many times Kyle Morton guessed right got a hand to it or something and it just still went in yeah, yeah. that that shootout could have been well over before the 10th right right i agree you know and i i just gotta mention i hate penalty shooting gosh you're the worst ain't they <laughs> I, I don't think my blood pressure's come down yet i wish they would go i wish they would go to do do it the way the nasl used to do it back in the 70s and even mls did it early in, in mls's career uh, uh when they first started the uh it was more like the hockey deal mm-hmm. we'd start on what they used to call the 35 yard line gosh mm-hmm. those are fun you want to talk about heart attacks oh my god yeah oh yeah Ooh. i'll yeah. tell you what you, so you mentioned the go press ahead. god i'm gonna the, the press go not only did st louis play a high press they played like a stratosphere high press yeah oh, <laughs> man yeah. i give them a lot of credit that, i mean they, they took some onions i mean they really really executed well Especially well, the first for for a good chunk of the first half, it started to break down yeah. a little bit. We start to show well, our advantage. But if, but if you think about it, you know, Hack saw what we saw. They're coming off a game in California, emotional, physical. Right. Our team was worn out. Yeah. Why not high press? We're not going to have much over the top, mm-hmm. and we haven't shown that yet. Right. You know, right. we haven't shown that gear to send people in behind the behind the opposing back line. Agreed. Agreed. You know. So why not high press us? And and you got to give hack work. You know, you know, I was I was I was glad to see the vast majority of social media content about him was positive, which it should sure. be. It absolutely should be. I mean, he, sure. I I don't like when people speculate about things that they know nothing about. And well, you know, Hackworth's not here. He he must have done something. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Man, you know, you as gotta long hate. As, you gotta hate ESPN then. Yeah, really. Wow. <laughs> Especially this week. It's draft week for the NFL. Where do you get your sports news, man? <laughs> I know the birds. <laughs> right? But yeah, no, I know. I agree with you. I agree with you. He, he's given us no reason to hate him. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's not like, you know, players who may have left and, and left a sour taste in our mouth. He just left. Right. And right. actually, we could argue he gave us a gift in the form of Danny Cruz. He sure did. He sure did. You know? You know? I, I mean, Danny's done extremely, you know, he's done extremely well. And I, like I've, I've said before, I, the fire in his stomach after that, after the way we went out last year, is obvious. He's on yeah. a mission. Yes, he is. You know, uh, you know. So unless you have anything else to mention about no, that game, there's a couple things about players, but Go I'll ahead. wait until the next yes. game. You know, we'll you talk, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. it kind of it kind you know? of encompasses both games. Okay, we're away to Detroit City the next game. Yeah. And man, Hopeno's going to score against us, isn't he? Yeah, probably. That son of a bitch. Probably. But wait, 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 wait. It's not a road game. That's yeah. That's how we counteract his magic. <laughs> he shows up in big road games. It's a home game for them. Yeah, Ha-ha. that's true. Yeah, really. Ha-ha. I'll tell you what. I think we oh. match up really well with them. I mean, I'm very impressed with Detroit. By the way, I think Should they're be. the best story in the league this year. What they've accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, their fan base is solid, beyond solid. Yeah. They do a great job. Um, but there's a. I mean, I don't know if they have an answer for the speed that we have. Um, they're very. They're very disciplined. They're a very yeah. disciplined, organized team. But I think Mushigalusa and Ownby both start, and it, with, with Harris up there, it's it's going to be tough for them. They're, they haven't sure. seen that yet this year. And sure. Whereas sure, defense, sure. I don't see anything offensively from them that's scary that our our starting defense can't handle. It's up to the atmosphere, but they've played in front of you know 10,000 people here too, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but yeah, Detroit, yeah. nothing yeah, yeah. but compliments for Detroit. They're doing a good sure. job. So then we get to end the week in just such a brutal game. Yeah, man. 5 p.m. heat, 12-hour bus ride, 
two physical emotional games not mm-hmm. just one two how about 10 games how about four, 10 games averaging about a little over four game four days between games 10 games oh oh after that run and this was the definition of a hockey line change yeah man <laughs> you know solaire linos mogul napo enoch ray and jorge in yep and charleston opened up the scoring on a bad giveaway by napo mm-hmm. and is there a way to not charge a goal against a keeper yeah really because Morton got left on an island there. He sure did. He got played in perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we were also – we were kind of asking for it, though, because we were getting kind of shredded yeah, we on were. our left side and over the top. And Napo with another sort of, you know, oopsie in the defensive yeah. third. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's happened more than once this year, man. And that's that that's not – that's, again, that's, you know, that's a position I said in the offseason we needed to shore up a right. bit. Absolutely. Um, but we're playing people out of position, and yep. that's – but that's what these games call for mm-hmm. is – when you know when you're at your you're at your limits of your depth, you're yep. going to put people in, in unorthodox places. Mm-hmm. You know, Ownby came on at the break, Bone and Harris soon after, yep. and that's when we took control of the game. Absolutely. You know, Enoch opened his account uh, to equalize off a great passage of play from Ownby and Bone. Mm-hmm. You know, you could see our quality once those starters came on as our subs. Yeah. You know, you know, it was a fair draw in overall. Charleston won that first half, and we won the second. Right. I'm excited our second choice played as solid as they did outside of that giveaway. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think that they – I thought we were in pretty good shape. I mean, we got tired, and I. And it, here's two things. The, You know, the things that show me a, a team, any sports team, any, any uh, athletic team of any type is tired, they do two things. Number one, they don't execute as well. The second thing that they do is you can see them get frustrated, things that normally mm-hmm. wouldn't frustrate them and, and, and drop their shoulders and show their teeth a little bit. Exactly, and you saw yeah. a lot of that in this game. And I'll tell you one thing, too, that made me say, man, he must be exhausted. Paulo, he didn't yeah. look as engaged with the referees in this game as he seemed yeah. to be. Now, maybe he was, and that's a, that's a miss on me. Somebody, But he looked tired. You know, the, the, you hey. could just tell. Don't trust USL camera work. Yeah, really. <laughs> right? Don't trust. That's true. But, no, I get you. But it's also just, it's another, it's just a weird game. Yeah, it was. It's a 5 p.m. kickoff. Yep. You know, it's a 12-hour bus ride, dead heat, you know. After it had all these all, games. It had all of the hallmarks mm-hmm. of a trap game. Minus Sean and Joshua. Yeah. You know, so. All we, the hallmarks of a trap game. Mm-hmm. And you get a draw, you know, four points in an open cup win this week. Yeah, man. Fantastic week, though I think we would have had the USL results switched, if we're honest. Right. The draw would have been at San Diego and the, the big win would have been at Charleston. Mm-hmm. You know, but fantastic week. Eight points in four away games plus two open cup wins. Are you yeah. kidding me? How do we you know, not? It, how can anybody not be happy about that? And this stretch, I think, show, really showed our resilience and yep. depth. Yep, I agree. This week especially showed our resilience, the ability to just keep getting back up mm-hmm. and getting fired up for these games. And dominating the last 15 minutes of that game. We easily, you know, yes. Harris hits one off the post. Oh. It's a, that was a great run. That was a great, how, great little shot. How, how do soccer balls go straight off rounded post with a rounded ball i hear you man i hear you physics mm-hmm. I, you know i don't know i'll tell you who's been sharp i, I want i should have mentioned this after the after the uh st louis game i'll tell you who's come back real sharp niall yes he has I told you very sharp hey i'm not gonna say i told you but that's a guy i think can plug into our midfield and yep. fill that central midfield position that's been a bit of a question you know, mm-hmm. he did that at the end of last year, and Very he's picked up right where he left off. Yeah, he looks. He looked. He's. He has looked. I think he's looked excellent. And if if you had no choice here, and this is not even fair because it's very difficult. I, if you were forced to make a choice between the best player acquisition this year between Perez and Morton, which one would it be? Kyle Morton, one hundred percent. Take okay. all the money from my wallet. Okay. 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 Yeah, he's he's been pretty amazing. I, that's fair. Yes. But, yes. Man, Manny came out hot, mm-hmm. but I will always take a keeper Good. over an okay. outfield yeah, player. No, that's, that's very that's that's a uh, that's astute. And especially you know against Charleston, mm-hmm. how many times did he make a save at the last second? Yeah, I hear you. That, that could have been two or three nothing. Right. We don't move. We don't move on in the open cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. That's good. Yeah. That's so, uh, I, that's that's solid. All of that's solid. Um. You know, we're the only only undefeated team left in the USL right now. Yep. I also start to question, though, when that becomes an issue. Okay. I just say, like, when does that become a thing? Oh, okay. When does that become? I, yeah. You I, know? I, you know what I'm saying? It's so, there's going to be so much pressure as it builds up with, you know. That's what I'm saying. Know, not having the L 
And um, yep. you know, and this is such a big yep. week this week. You know, we're it's yep. first and second. You know, Pittsburgh's been pretty tough. And they have a game in hand. Yep. And this is Lily Ball. Yeah, it's Lily. Gosh, he's such a good coach. And it's just it's meant to frustrate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my only positive is it's at our place. Right. Right. You know, I would hate if this was the end of this the, the, this road trip. Right. Uh, also, dog day at the park. Yeah, never had that happen before. Yeah, pups so, at the pitch we'll, or something, huh? We'll see how that plays see how out. that works out. <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry, don't worry. None of them will run on the pitch. That won't happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> can't but, wait to see how that comes out. But man, it's been amazing. It's been a great run. Yes, it has. I just you know, hopefully they can keep this going. Um, you know, and, and uh, just, this is a game against Pittsburgh. You know, guys, don't be prepared for a flashy, creative, right. fun to watch game. Right. These are these are our our trench warfare games against Pittsburgh. Yeah, so it should, yeah. Be, it should be pretty good. I'm wondering. I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going to come out on fire. I think I'm thinking we're going to we're going to do everything we possibly can to get that first goal. I really do, because sitting back against them and and keeping it nil 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 nil, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I I would rather us be one down than us be at well. How would I say that? No, I wouldn't. I would never want us to to be down. But I think we're going to be more aggressive early in this match, maybe than we've seen before. Sure, I mean they're they're very hard to stretch out. They are very hard right. to get them out of their shape. Right. And this is where I think games like this. I'm going to bring up a name from the past. Mm-hmm. This is a game where I miss a Magnus Rasmussen. Oh, okay. Yeah. A guy who just finds space at space. the top of the box and causes that back line to be on alert when he's got the ball. Yeah. yeah you know, man. just behind our striker. Um, we don't have that guy who can draw that defense out of their own box. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. You know, totally. You know, because who 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 can just pepper the keeper with shots from just the top of the box, <laughs> right. just outside the box? Mm-hmm. So that draws them into having to now take care of this guy, mm-hmm. and that's usually where we can get a you know we, we can get something into a striker right behind them. Right. right. We have not had that since he 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 declined to come back in the COVID year. Right. And that's where you know he'd been crucially important against teams like this, mm-hmm. who just want to sit back and, and and invite pressure. Right. He'd be like, "All right, ten shots a game, it is." Yeah, really. <laughs> but that's what it takes. Is is you you got to make those center backs question: Do I do I keep marking Wilson, or do I have to go out at this guy? Right, right, right. But we'll <sighs> see, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a game. Yeah, it's sure. gonna be a fight. Yeah. Well, speaking of games. We had another one, uh, the final Challenge Cup match with yeah. Racing. Yeah. Uh, we also had a line change. Mm-hmm. You know, first first, first career start for and, and goal for Bloomer. Uh, Martin Gordon got her first appearance for Racing Louisville. Mm-hmm. Tomello, Ekic, and Ebony started. And, man, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be, be be honest, this game was painful to watch. The first half specifically, it was pretty tough. Yeah. And it Coach, coach no said as much. Who, yeah. You know, it's painful whether you were a fan of one of these teams or not. Right. Right. You know, we, we didn't have much possession. We weren't really connecting on the counter. Mm. You know, at one point, I think our highest pass count consecutively was three. Yeah. It was just a struggle. Um, and then Houston opens the scoring as Lester got picked. Yep. Um, and I'm not really sure what she was thinking there. No, trying was, trying to was, run with the ball. That was a bit of a mistake. <laughs> just I mean, a bit. Yeah. I mean, you just can't um, be running at, running at the uh, uh, forwards. You know, from from where she was, in in the hopes that you run, you get past them. But you know, she tried, yeah. I think she tried to split two of them, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, she, that's she just got not, a, not a good choice. But then we we capitalized on on an error of Houston's, yeah. yep. where you know Jalen House scored her first pro goal mm-hmm. as the Houston goalie uh, didn't claim the ball, right? You know, but then I I still don't know what happened on. The second Houston goal. Dude, I didn't think you could box out a keeper NBA style. It seemed like it did seem like interference. Yes, and and I'm sitting there saying to myself, "All right, how much right does the a player have in holding their own ground?" I don't know. I don't know. You know where that line you is. Know, where but, that line is. I just I. But in soccer, where where we protect goalies like right, QBs right, in right. football, I agree. She seemed to be impeded. Yeah, I, I did. You know, I she's reaching either. out to try to get to the ball, and she's being held back. Right. Which just, normally, in, in in almost any other game I've seen, is a foul. Right. 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 You know. So I don't want to put too much on Bloomer for that one because. Mm-hmm. My inst my my immediate reaction and instinct was, that's impeding the keeper. Right. 
you know, especially sure. for a ball to go in directly off a corner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but, you know, we get in terms of refereeing in this game and, and racing Louisville, mm-hmm. you know, Malay seemed to, you know, Malay scored what seemed to be the equalizer and they called off sides on, wow, just that's the, such a tight, that, tight call. That was, dude, to me, there was, there was, she was not offside. I didn't Correct. think she was. I mean, it was just, it was just, what, what are you doing? That was like the worst call I've seen in one of our yeah. games all year. I, I was yeah. did. I yeah. mean, anyway, uh, we could, I was going to talk about a little bit that later, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, just that that that, that those two those two non call calls changed the game there. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want to blame the refs. I'm come from the Dana White school of sports, right? You know, what, I don't know if you ever heard the Dana White quote when when you know he would he would hear MMA fighters in the UFC complaining about losing on the cards, right? He would go, "Why'd you let it get there? Get there? That's yeah, that's fair." That's fair. Take I mean, care of your business. But in this instance, we had two instances where we were not allowed to take care of business. Right. Right. You know, Blue, Bloomer was held out from claiming that ball, mm-hmm. and Malay did what she was supposed to do. Right. I don't know where you see offsides in that at all. Goal scoring part of her body ahead, I don't I don't see it. Right. You know, so, you know, it just overall was a rough game to watch, especially being a fan of racing. Um I got I got a point about racing I want to bring up. Do it, but I want to let you 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 have some thoughts okay. first. Yeah, uh, the the first thing was is that they were very reactive in the first half, and that's the first time I've seen. I don't want to use the word pensive; that's a little too much. But they they seem to be a bit reactive, and and you know, and then coach mentioned in, that they were just weren't going after balls, and I was wondering, yeah, and running into space now, running into space. If you're if you're reacting, if or if you're not being proactive in doing that. That's a little concerning, mm-hmm. but it could be. I wasn't too sure if they messed with the shape at all, mm-hmm. and people were a little bit confused, but that's still not much of an excuse. Yeah. Um, you know, that was the first thing for me. And then the second thing I'm trying to keep in mind, that this is their last preseason game. Mm-hmm. And saying to myself, you know what? If I'm a professional athlete and I want to play, and this is a preseason game and the regular season starts next week, when I really make my money, I don't know. You know, you know. Look, I'm just being honest. I'm being human. I, I mean, people think about their careers, yeah. and, and you know, it's it's sort of like the well, and, and both teams are eliminated. Right, right, exactly. So there's, you know, what's, you know, of course, you wanna you wanna do the rah rah thing and say anytime you step on the pitch, you fight, fight, fight. It's yeah. not the same. It's just it's not. not. No, it's you no. know, you know, say that to yourself when you when when you open up your desktop computer at your desk job. Right, and imagine. You know? Right, and then imagine. Well, that's I'm going to get to that in a second, but imagine. Imagine having that mindset. Imagine if, if let's say Demello blows her knee out because you know she's everybody's working hard. Like you know, and that's they were working hard. I don't want to make it sound yeah. like I thought that they sure, were sure, lame. Sure. But this is in the back of their heads. And if somebody blows her knee out in this game, you know what Twitter's going to be like. Oh, how come? How come you didn't start this one? How come? Why are they playing? Yeah. It's the last regular season. Blah blah blah. You know, and and yeah. you know the second thing I want to say about some of the people jumping on racing for you know, look, the coach jumped on them. They weren't happy with the performance specifically in the first half. Mm-hmm. But let, let, let's, you just said something that I want to frame in in a very non, uh, in a very as positively as I possibly can. Okay. If I'm not engaging in my own life, when you start talking about some of the people that were critical of Louisville City you know, drawing against Charleston after a run of 10 games in average of about four days. Yeah. Or with racing, starting out with a lot of new players, trying to work some stuff out in a game that's essentially a preseason game on the road. If you're going to challenge them and say, they're not working hard or blah, blah, blah. As long as that individual that's doing that does that on a daily basis. Okay. Sure. Okay. If you were laying around in front of your computer playing uh, Minecraft and slamming down the Oreos and having a couple of pops, and yeah. that's that's your thing, and you don't do that. You go ahead and be a hypocrite, okay? Sure. But you, sure. yeah, you have to look at things objectively. The people that do this, I mean, you know, some people just negative are just naturally negative. I get that, okay? And people, mm-hmm. people, and I'm, they're not wrong. They have the right to look at life or games any way they want to. However, if you're going to criticize effort, whether you're negative or positive, as long as you're putting that effort into your own life. You go ahead and do that. Does that make? Sure. I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to sound no, it too. Does make sense. No, it does know, make sense. That's why I don't. Oh, that's why I don't do it. Because sometimes I'm a lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but you also know, like, I, I hope I'm not I'm not pissing anyone off when I say this, but mm-hmm. this fan base at times, the Louisville soccer community for both racing and Louisville City, it's had issues with entitlement at times. Yeah, man. So uh, there's no, I, I look. I've, you know? I've mentioned it myself. I, I I admitted I was. I've done it a couple times. Number one, I just I just did it. You know, talking about with the uh, with with the uh, the USL uh, meeting here. Yeah. And, and then also, you know, have that, that. Well, let's just stick with that and having that kind of taken in general, saying, "Oh man, you know, we should be competing. We, compete, we should." This Charleston, and I said that to myself a little bit too. And I'm like, "Wait a second, yeah, ten games averaging four, and after a four game road trip, after the emotion of a, of a, of penalties, mm. and you're not expecting a little bit of a yeah. of a come on, Joe, you know, and yeah. and and." That's the way I think we need to look at this stuff. I have nothing but sure. positive feelings for racing going into this season. Okay. Sure, competitively, there's a couple things we're worried about. It's a second-year team. They're still trying to work some things out, but this team, is they're better than last year. Nobody can okay. say that they're not. I mean, <clears throat> come on. Okay, um, but I, I do have a question about that. Then. Sure. Here's my biggest concern coming out of the Challenge Cup. Okay. Because I agree with your positives. I agree with those wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. My biggest concern is this. What is our identity? Right. I think that that's a fair thing to say. I think I think because I'm going to say I know this isn't the game to ask that after. Right. Six changes to the lineup. Right. right. Out of contention, but through the Challenge Cup, I've had this question: mm-hmm. What identity have we actually forged going mm-hmm. into the regular season? That's a good question, Joe. And I think the the one or two things that we've talked about that are that will be their bane if they don't work it out midfield connection to, to the defense being the biggest yeah. I think um as opposed to the things that you could say who have we, what have we turned into and that's a Joe you know what that's a fair question I I you know I it, I don't want to say it's bland because here's the thing here's mm-hmm. the thing I agree with your positives mm-hmm. I see the improvement right but I go what is our hallmark mm-hmm. what is our identity right and I don't see anything right now our identity is mistakes. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the goals we've given up have been mistakes. Right. And I just go, we don't have that identity right now as something. Mm-hmm. You know, we kill teams on the counter. Right. We've seen that. But, well, or, maybe, you know, Joey, maybe you know, that's just something. Maybe that's it. I'm, and and I'm, I'm guessing here. This is complete speculation. I could be 100% yeah. wrong. But maybe we've ta- we talked about this weeks ago. When you talk about what we have up top and the people that can attack, this is a pretty explosive team, especially if Nadia comes back in any in any form whatsoever. Mm-hmm. This is you know McDonald going through the list. Yeah. So but, maybe but again, I, you know, do you set this up for that type of you know? There have been teams that yeah, set up we, for we haven't we haven't seen it yet. That's the thing. I haven't right. seen a set up. Right. So we'll you see know. What happens. Yeah, man. I I, I can't uh, argue. Just my I, question. I can't that's argue. Just, that. But if you want positive positivity to end the racing kind of segment, yeah, man. We had some really interesting news come out today. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Yes. Racing, it was announced they will play the Orlando Pride at Daytona Super Speedway. That's pretty. It's, on July 3rd. Dude. dude. And and that, that part of the infield grass, it looked like. Um, you know, <laughs> right, right in front of the tri-oval, in yep. between the tri-oval and pit lane. Right in front of pit lane. And I'm like, it took me a second to go, yeah, that is big enough for a soccer field. Sure is. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> sure I mean, is. I wonder how the teams are going to get there. I mean, they gotta have a NASCAR escort. Mm, I've got. That's got to be amazing. Well, the first like, thing is the thoughts I had about that was number one. That's the weekend that they used to have the, what, what was called the Pepsi uh, 400. Yeah. And when I was younger, it was the firecracker because they would have it, it made on July, sense because right. it was July Fourth weekend. Uh, and um, that's kind of funny that they they you know they don't run that race that weekend anymore. Now they run it. I think you said I think they moved it to Labor Day weekend. Yeah, it's the July last 4th. race of the regular season for right. NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes sense. You want to have it and in the, the Coke arena. Zero Sugar 400. Mm-hmm. Now, I get, again, that rolls off the tongue. Dude, you know what I hear right now? I hear the vibrations of people clutching their phone. Don't talk about NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, right? What, what kind of podcast did I tune into? Yeah, really. And I love racing. I, I love auto racing, same, period. Same, But it's, it's kind of funny. And I'm going to tell people that are going down there, you have no idea how big that facility is. I've been there twice. Correct. It, it, well, oh three times, Lord. actually. It is massive. massive. So bring your walking shoes because yes. you are going to be walking a lot. It is glad. a huge facility. This will be the only time you go to Daytona and the action will be directly in front of you where you don't have to turn your head. Right. It's unbelievable. It's. I, I mean, I, I, quick story. One, the one t- well, I've been to Daytona twice for the, for the 500. 
and I was there uh, one year or so when they had the back stands. The they stopped the race because it was raining in turn one, and I was in the middle of and the. Not I was in the, the rest of the track, and not the rest of the track, and I'm in the <laughs> middle of the of the grandstand on the on yeah. the backside. Yep, yep. It was they had to stop because it was raining on turn one. That's yep. how big that place is. Yes, it uh, is. It is insanely massive. And then the, the third thing is is that that infield is a little bit loose. That turf, I and mean, then they do that yeah. on purpose. They don't want it. They don't want it hard because the cars that slide through there, they want them to slow down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's why the turf is. So I wonder what they're going to do for that. Other than that, I think it's a really. It's this is a cool idea because yes, they have is. they have it they have it with a. a I, think, I, I think I said chance. The rappers is going to be performing as well. I forget who it was. I, I want, but I know they're going to have a music. It, there's a music concert as well. Sure. It's very interesting and cool that we were the team selected. Yeah, that is. Oh, if that was just really a regular idea. scheduled game or what? Yeah, that's but a very, very cool. cool. I just hope I hope the heat won't be an issue because mm-hmm. you know that asphalt surrounding that that field area is just going to radiate. Yeah. Oh, radiate it's going to be hot. Oh, and mid July, early July. I've been there Florida. for. I was there for. I was there for Pepsi. Gosh, twenty something years ago, and yeah, it's, uh, it it's, is. It's going to be hot. It gets hot. <laughs> Oh yeah. Speaking speaking of hot, unless you got anything else on racing? No, man, I'm good. I think it's time for those hot hot exa- over exaggerations. Bring them. Bring those over exaggerations. I, I there's one you better have. Go ahead. All right, let's see. I I may or may not. We'll see. My number one is once again where you are cutting Kyle Morton. <laughs> How do you only save 20% of the penalties you face? That's a, what oh. That's not even an F grade. That's not even an F. 20%. How dare he? Uh, cut everyone who started at Charleston. There you go. That's the one I was going to say. How do you go one down to a team with one win? And speaking of that, Come fire on. Danny. Yeah. Fire Danny. How dare How he? Did not beat Charleston. Right. You set that lineup out there that went down one nothing. You're yeah. gone too. How dare he do that? Also, John Hackworth is the best, best tech, tactician in the world. Look how he, he shut down the best team in the USL. Mm-hmm. Forget funding our academy. Forget yeah, right, that. Right, right, All right. All of our resources for the future need to go to cloning Brian Ownby. Yeah, really. Forget these 16-year-old center backs Ownby and all that. Clones. Forget that. Brian Cloning Brian Ownby. And finally, Clone the USL B. Summer Showcase is going to be bigger than the World Cup. It's yeah. going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Well, look at it this way. How many how many USL executives go to the World Cup? How many of them are going to be here? Do, Ours do, is better. Do, do. Do, do, do any of them go? That's the real question. I don't know, man. So <laughs> probably those, are well, your, those, those are your hot takes for the week. Yeah, man. It's awesome. I tell you, I'm I'm uh, I'm really looking forward. I'm looking forward to Saturday, but I am looking forward to the racing season. And and now that you've mentioned, which is a very good point, Joey, the, the, the whole idea of their identity and who they are, really going to look for that the first two or three games and see if that becomes, like, if there's a consistency. It's something to definitely keep an eye on. There's just got to be something because we lacked that last year. And I think if we lack it this year, it's going to be really hard to to not have to try to hit a reset button. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, you don't want to do that in the middle of the year because Absolutely at that not. point it becomes it becomes a culture. I agree. Totally agree with you. So, uh, so everybody, buy your Kyle Morton jerseys while you can. That's two straight weeks I've advocated cutting <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. If I go for the a bump. third, <laughs> if I go for a third. Mm-hmm. He's gone. <laughs> I use my connections. <laughs> you know people. <laughs> I used to. I miss you, Brad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We miss Brad Estes. Yes, we do. Oh my gosh. What well, cat? Yeah. We, we need to we need to get Brad Estes on here for the over exaggerations. I, I think would, he would do well. I think we need to get him on here uh, just to see how he's doing. Sure. You know, I'd love to hear about where he's at and some of the, you know, and what's going on with him. I would love to get him on here. That'd be great. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, this was fun. <laughs> yes. You're going to get an even more, hopefully, rested up and well-rested Cecil for next week as I sit through their finals and the sound of silence, hopefully, for two and a half hours. (laughs) I'm going to be so well-rested and ready to just yell into this this earpiece. Well, you did a great job today, Paul. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that's Joey Cecil, folks. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Okay, I want to thank Joey Cecil for being part of the show again. Man, he's awesome, isn't he? But before we get on with Alex Lynch, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. It's been a while. Who's ready for the most deep, intense, insightful, dare I say, sultry coverage of what many people consider to be the greatest sports league in the history of sports leagues? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the MLS Yes, it's the MLS moment. I'm so excited. Aren't you? 
<laughs> I bet you are. Okay, here we go. Philadelphia leads in the East. What does dupe mean? I have no idea what that means. That's weird. Anyway, the Manchester Yankees are in the last playoff spot in the East. Go, Manchester! Why is FC Dolly Parton in the West? That doesn't make sense. But last but not least, uh, all is right in the world. Look who's in last place. <laughs> They're back. <laughs> Fighting for their fourth consecutive wooden spoon. Ladies and gentlemen, FC Newport occupies the bottom of the MLS list. Isn't that wonderful? Anyway, let's get on with Alex. Okay, folks, let's welcome back Alex Lynch to the show. Alex, how are you, sir? I'm really good. Really excited to be back. Thanks for having me again. Man, anytime, anytime. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that we're, we're actually recording this a little bit late because I got stuck with work doing work stuff, so I apologize. <laughs> but it is what it oh, is, man. All right. So anyway, um, why don't we talk a little bit about the season to date and some of your impressions about anything that's been happening. So the season to date... Um, First of all, I think it's an incredible start for any USLC team mm -hmm. um, at the top of the table. And as far as points, like we're doing very well. Um, and, you know, Charleston, we, we had a draw. I was hoping for, for a win, but, you know, I was happy to come away with a point. Right. But overall, I think if. If, if I'm going to be honest, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to put us at an 8 out of 10. Okay. You know, performance overall-wise. I think there's slight room for improvement. Right. But overall, we're doing very well. Mm -hmm. We're making really smart subs in the second half. Right. Every, I mean, with the injuries that we're dealing with, with Cameron Lancaster and a few and a handful of others, right. we're, we still have a lot of talent, a lot of depth off the bench. Mm -hmm. So we're still very dominant when it comes to the Eastern Conference and even the league as a whole. So I'm, I'm really excited about the rest of the season. Right. But the season so far has been been entertaining mm -hmm. it's been a bit nerve-wracking particularly with the penalty shootout against st louis too yeah <laughs> um <laughs> just to, to be honest yeah um but then yeah there's also been a, you know a couple of cards thrown around which i thought was interesting right now i think i would rank them a little higher only for one reason we haven't lost and the second thing is you know i went back and looked at the we've played 10 games in the span of a little over four days a game. That's insane. You know, that that's... is an incredible amount of games. And the fatigue, the energy, the travel time, that just alone speaks to the volume of focus, attention, and the overall culture with the club. Exactly. And those last six games, I think two of them were open cup games on Wednesdays. But the others, yep. those other four were on the road. And when you're yeah. flying to San Diego... And then coming back three days later and playing a game, and then flying again, <laughs> or taking a twelve-hour bus ride—I mean, I, but, it's pretty impressive stuff, man. I got to be honest with you. I'm I just, mean, that, you that know, goes that goes just beyond the the physical strain. That also begins to get into the whole mental strain. As absolutely, well. I totally agree with that. And you saw a little bit of that in the last game. Uh, already mentioned yeah. it, but you know, you see the the two signs of when somebody's tired and a sports team is tired or any competitive group, they don't execute as well, and they get Correct. frustrated. You start to see the frustration level. It comes up a little quicker. And, they, you know, they yeah, their, their, I, their body language was not the same in this game, certainly towards the second half and the end of the first that we had seen before, I thought. You hit the nail on the head with Charleston. Mm -hmm. um, you know, watching that game, it, they just didn't seem as crisp or clean, right, if right. I may. Exactly. Um, and that, and, that, and that's the truth that, you know, being a sports fan and being biased towards Louisville city, I obviously root for them, sure. but also, you know, I want to be honest upfront and transparent. And when, when they don't do well, they don't do well. You have to admit it. Absolutely. Um, totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. So I don't think it was a bad performance because they, they were able to get a goal and get the point, mm -hmm. but it definitely wasn't their best. Performance. Oh, totally agreed. Totally agree with you. 100%. Yeah. And hopefully with the few but days rest. I think rest, a lot of that has to. I think a lot of that has to do with the fatigue we were talking about. Yeah, and and I would think you know we started several players that had not played regularly this year. Um, so, in general, I told like I said, there's no doubt about the fact. And one of the things I've always said on this is, it's there's nothing wrong with being critical, but there's two things. Number one is I will never, and you haven't done this. I'm not saying you have. Nobody. I, I don't like when people 
they, 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 the way they connotate people that they're criticizing, they do it in a, in a nastier manner. I will never do that. You haven't done that. No. Nobody on the show has done that. I don't like no. when, and there have been a couple of other podcasts in the past where they were just, they were just really just kind of shitty. And I, I don't like doing that. But at the same time, you're absolutely right. If something's not working out, you have to call it out. You know, but you do it in a respectful manner like you've done and like we've done. So I agree with that. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that goes to just, I guess, what I love about soccer and, and football clubs as a whole mm-hmm. is what goes on within the, 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 the fan base and the supporters group definitely trans. I think I hope it transcends into everyday life with right. camaraderie, friendship. Uh, being able to get along with your foes or your enemies, yep. you know, despite differences. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, negativity, I don't want any room for negativity. Right. Even if your team is not performing well, if they're if they're not in the top of the, the, the standings, right. you know, there's always a positive side. There's always a silver lining. Totally. Agree. So for those that are being negative, um, I encourage therapy. <laughs> I encourage switching, switching uh, your uh, vocabulary. A nice walk. Take a walk. Have a snack. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's always something to smile at. There's always something to, to just shine a light on. So absolutely. absolutely. But I think your assessment of, of all of that is right on the money. Um, you know, the the I guess when, now that we have a week off, I'm wondering this game coming up Saturday against Pittsburgh, which is a huge game. It's for first place. And yeah. I'm, I'm wondering what that's going to look like. And I'm kind of expecting them to come out, and, you know, on fire. I really am expecting that with a week off at home finally again in front of a Saturday crowd. I think it's going to be uh I think we're going to see something pretty good out of this. I I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a Saturday at home game. Hopefully mm-hmm. the weather cooperates. Yeah. They're also doing this really awesome promotion uh pups at the pitch. I, did see that. I actually yeah, yeah. have a I have a dog too, so I'm thinking really? about bringing them. What's his name? Um but as as far as the team I think it's going to be an intense, entertaining game. Right. Um, I really do because Pittsburgh, they're at the – I think they're at the second place just right below us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they're right there. We're one and two. One and two. Yeah, one and two. So it, it, I think it's going to be a, uh, cho- a choppy game in the sense of back-and-forth possession. Yep. But I think after a week of rest, we're going to be sharp. We're going to be clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to have good possession, but yep. we're going to have to stay – very focused with attention and attention to detail to make sure that we come up uh, come off on top. Totally agree with that. And I have a question for you. What's the dog's name? Oh, my dog's name is Arlo. Arlo. Okay, like Arlo Guthrie. Yeah. Exactly. So, little short story. Uh-huh. For my thirty-first birthday, my my uh, fiance surprised me with a Rottweiler puppy. Oh, come on. That's and cool. um, and so we got him on St. Patty's Day, March seventeenth, and I wanted something like Irish sounding. Yeah. So I was going through the list, and I landed on Arlo. And, and as soon as I said Arlo, he looked at me. So I said, "Yep, that's it, Arlo." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. So anyway. You know, let's talk a little bit about VAR because I'm going to talk about. I did talk about that with Joey. The yeah. Um. You know, I think it's this is a huge issue, not just with Louisville City. I think you know, uh, 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 the uh, racing uh, had an issue with that this week as well. And right, it's I'm not a big fan of not having it. And and I think that this if this league wants to be looked up as a grown up league, it's got to do grown up things. You know? Exactly, and I, th- I think Edwards at the top of the league has got to be having discussions of how to implement it at the very minimum at the championship level, Something, which yeah. is tier two. Right, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, so I honestly think MLS has it. You know, the, the World Cup definitely utilizes VAR, um, and that's crucial because – with a game with uh, sports like basketball, football, baseball, where play stops after a dead ball or, or a dead play, right. that gives you know a TV commercial, whatever whatever you want to say, that gives time for the referees or officials to go back and review crucial plays Absolutely. that could define that could define a victory. That right. could be a, a victory defining play. Mm-hmm. But right now, as it stands in the USL, as an umbrella. They don't implement any VAR, which is, I think, doing a disservice yep. to the to the game as a whole. I'm wondering now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Now, if Edward w- wants to separate himself from the uh, MLS and from being, you know, so-called tier two, 
then I think if we implemented VAR, that would put us on almost a direct level with, with MLS, if you right. will. I'm wondering if the two teams getting – I'm wondering if not having them makes it easier because not, the, I'm wondering, you know, they don't – all their money comes from the big clubs, and they don't right. make any money on these teams. They, it costs them money to, to play these games. So I'm wondering yeah. if that's something that they push back against. I'm just thinking that off of that off the top of my head. After that, though, I mean, we're talking about it's going to there's going to be several stadiums and several teams are drawing more than well enough to implement it. So I totally agree with you. There's, there's got to come there's got to come a time um, where this happens, and it's you know, sadly, it's like I said, it's a financial hit. But I don't see how they can't, man. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, and this actually even trans or bleeds into the uh, players' union or the players' association, uh, and it bleeds into safety. Absolutely. Um, because I mentioned that, you know, in the past, I don't know, three or four weeks, there's been a lot of uh, cards, mm-hmm. but particularly red cards, which is malicious intent. Yep. Um, so with the ability to have VAR in the game to go back and review if if the toes were up or down on a slide tackle yeah. or if it was a hard, really hard tug, you know, just things like that that would be That's crucial. That's true. Or even, or, yeah, I mean, even on a penalty kick, if the goalie left the line before the uh, kicker yep. touched the ball, that would be important too because that would mean a second try or no, it stands as it, as it played. So yep. mm-hmm. I think VR would really benefit the overall culture. And, it, yeah, you mentioned it, the financial investment, but I think it would benefit overall. I totally agree with you. And I hadn't really tied it together with the with the – with the training or the physical aspect of it, uh, the injury part of it, because we've seen a couple of cards where I was, I was stunned. The card went to the other player. I thought it was either our player that committed the foul, but the other player got it or vice versa. Um, I know the cards have been an issue. The cards have been an issue for us this year. We didn't have Sean at the last game. Plus, you know, uh, uh, Joshua wasn't there either. So, you know, we were really limited on who we could play. Um, but yeah, when you start talking about cards and stuff, um, you know, they've definitely been an impact on us. So going to, to us, uh, you know, particular in the last couple of weeks, I don't, I'm not concerned about having our defense get yellow cards because that means that they're playing aggressive, right. which, which I think all defensive teams should play. Mm-hmm. Um, and given what happened last year, particularly in the final, which I won't bring up again, right. Um, (laughs) yeah, I think that Cruz is saying to the defensive team in, in, you know, whenever we're playing on our heels, the midfield needs to get back and be more aggressive. I don't have a problem with tactical, you know, yellow cards. I think that that's there for a reason, but for the overall safety of, of injuries. Yeah. I mean, VAR would definitely, um, play a benefit, but I'm actually going to take this one step further because okay. I've heard this in conversation and post before, mm-hmm. and I want to get your take on it. Sure. There's There's been, you know, conspiracy – or not conspiracy theories, but conversations about why is there only one referee on the field in soccer when it's such a big field? Huh. Well, that's that, – Now, mm-hmm. when you think about it, football – has a big field too but they have multiple refs on the field including sidelines right, and that's right, fine right. Mm-hmm. basketball is a very small core compared to the uh, square footage right. so they they need a re- but they, they even use multiple refs mm-hmm. but soccer for some reason has one ref to to ref the whole thing and he's not going to see everything right yeah i, I so that's interesting go ahead i'm sorry so my question to you and even the listeners is what are your thoughts about even implementing a second referee that is an active runner like the main referee? Well, I, I, I have a couple thoughts about that. Now, you mentioned it's an interesting question. The first thing is is that soccer soccer fans are a lot like baseball fans were. I don't know if they still are now, but I know that they were. They are so steeped in the tradition of the game. And, oh, absolutely. And like in baseball, I'm, I'm much older. I'm like I'm 50, 56 now. I remember when they put the – I was a kid. I was a little kid. But I remember when they did the designated hitter. And yep. let me tell you something. People lost their minds. People lost <laughs> their minds. And it was because the only only one league did it. Only American League did it. The National League didn't have it. And the Nash, and it was like that for how many years? 40-something years? And yep. there was a huge backlash against that. And then, um, to a lesser extent, but still a backlash, was using 
video, uh, you know, because I believe baseball uses video replay as well for specific situations. They do. And, you know, there's still soccer, they're still twisted about VAR, but they're starting to accept it. Um, I think the what would happen first is they would expand VAR's role in the game. If they were before, they, I agree with that. Before they would add another official, they would they would expand VAR's responsibility. Then after yep. that, I know that the you know the line officials have have some foul calling responsibilities. Do can I see them going with two? I'll tell you what. They they sort of they you know very snugly have gone to five, um have gone to five replacements as opposed to three, and right. they still have that and no one seemed to complain about that, you know with the, yep. with with COVID and all that stuff no one seemed to have complained about that sort of they didn't they didn't really sneak it in, uh, I love it sort of I happened. think I think five plus I think five plus a head injury thing is perfect I have I think that's great that they've done this. Uh, it was actually yep. like that in 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 this league when we first started. They let you have five, but that was third division. Yep. Um, whatever the international standard is, but no, it's interesting. I've never really thought about a second official. If there's a way to implement a second official to make it a little more um, palatable, I would do it. I don't see why not. If, if it makes the game better, why not? Now, anybody that's a traditionalist listening to this right now just literally threw their their phone against the wall. <laughs> You know? Oh, they're blowing their lid right now. Right, they're, of course. they're probably saying, no, the Premier League only uses one ref and they do right. it this way. Well, things things change. Yes, they you do. Know, I agree. You, you have to be able to adapt. And also, I think at the top of the, the, the conversation needs to be safety. Yep. I mean, safety is above everything. And so when you talk about safety and injuries and, and malicious plays mm-hmm. and things going on when referees aren't looking right. – now, when I say malicious, there's sometimes I'm not talking about trying to in, injure a player, mm-hmm. but I'm tr- also talking about trying to influence the play to better your team. Right, right. I got you. Totally hear you. Totally hear you. So, to give you an example, uh, it's a it's a widely known tactic. Whenever there's a, a, a penalty, the one player will pick up the ball. To, to have possession of it to prevent the other team right. to, from placing the ball <laughs> on the ground. And they will try and act and right. get an Oscar for some of the tactics they use. Well, uh, mm-hmm. that's part of so, what I, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's part of what you were talking about. Right. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, th- I think safety is important. Uh, and to help adapt and to grow and expand the game, I think conversations need to happen around VAR for sure, mm-hmm. and I think that would be utilized um, sooner rather than the additional official, like you said. Right. But I think it's worth at least a conversation sure. to have about it and weigh the pros and cons. I am. I have. I have no problem making changes to this if it enhances and it makes it better. I don't care what the change is. You know, when it comes exactly. to being a traditionalist and all that stuff, you know, the tradition of the game, everything changes. Everything changes, you know. Back yep. in the day in baseball, they didn't they didn't wear hats. I mean, they didn't wear base they didn't wear batting helmets. I mean, you know, you're talking things change, either for safety or for the, for the flow of the game or whatever. I'll give you a third one uh, to to finish up with. I'll tell you what, yep. I, if there was a way to implement something for bla- for for flagrant dives where a player sits out for two games, I'm all for it. Oh, I've had enough. Yeah, I've had absolutely. it. I've had it with that. I get it. It's now, going back to the way they, they played the game through the 80s, um, thinking of people like Maradona and Cruyff and, and guys that took a beating, okay? The, you know, the defense plan was just keep kick them in the legs as much as you possibly can because they were yep. unstoppable. So I yep. understand you want to keep the players safe. Totally get that. But when you get the crap that we've seen in a couple of these games where nobody's touched and they fall to the ground and some sort of foul is called, no, no, that's too far. Yeah, that's too much. You know, there's got to be one of the biggest the or actually the biggest thing I hear from people that are not soccer fans. Dude, they're lame. They always just fall down. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It is. You you just nailed the the you just nailed it on the head because the one thing that I absolutely do not like about the culture of the game is the blatant flopping yeah, and the Oscar and the Oscar nomination performance to try right. and get a card on on the defender player. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, if we could actually curb that and and push it more towards genuine uh, strategy and tactics about the game rather right. than acting and trying getting a foul, right. then absolutely, I'm 100% for it. Now you mentioned like a, a two game suspension for for doing that. Mm-hmm. I played ice hockey in high school, okay. and when, when when there was a fight on the ice, there was actually a three game suspension. Right, right, right. Because right. at that age, you don't want to support violence or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And there were other other penalties that they implemented that were serious. Right. And soccer with penalties, it seems like they're they sometimes can be harsh with penalizing the wrong player. But at, at other times, they're not hard enough by not penalizing the person who did something genuinely malicious. Right, and that's where the reviews come in. So. If here's how I would handle it, I mean they do reviews of all the all the fouls anyway. Every card is every they're all reviewed. If there is yeah. no physical contact and somebody falls down, two game suspension. I just I, I've, I've had it. I've just had it with all this. There there comes a point where it becomes so ridiculous and it becomes so stupid. It's embarrassing. I mean, I get like yeah. I said, you want to preserve you want to preserve the players. You don't want them getting roughed up and kicked around like they did when I was a kid. And I'll tell you this, I mean, how the culture has changed. I played rec league. That was awful. But yeah. the whole thing is, is the whole thing is, is if you faked, a, if you dove, your own teammates got pissed off at you. Oh, yeah. You know, it was a whole different Absolutely. animal. It was, there was, there was a sense of, for lack of a better word, machismo to it. You know, you, you wanted to yeah. show your toughness. Now it's like somebody looks at you the wrong way. You're flopping around like you just got shot. It's just ridiculous. I know. I guess in closing, what I'll say is one thing I'm really glad about our club, Louisville City, is that I don't see too much of that. No, I and I think right. the, the overall strategy is possession mm-hmm. and short passes and making sure you set up a good play. Right, right. Now, that's and like I said at the beginning of, of my segment, is that I'm going to be an honest guy and transparent. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is some of that going on behind closed doors of conversation. Sure. But overall – we actually do play a pretty clean, decent game. I agree. Um, I agree. And, I, and I really hope it stays that way. But as a culture, as a league, as a sport, I hope they steer – I hope they implement VAR, and I hope they can get rid of those flops. And like you said, a two-, three-game suspension, that would really help curb it and help separate the USL from this whole Tier 2 league kind of, yep. oh, uh, MLS is better kind of thing. Yeah, man. Hey, that was cool. I think that was uh, some good information there. I really appreciate your uh, input. Anything else you want to add? Absolutely. Um, no, that that was no. I appreciate you having me, and you know, I'm I'm excited to be at the game Saturday, and um, I definitely owe you a beer or two for having ah, me on your podcast. I, I'll, I'll never turn one of those down, Alex. <laughs> All right, man, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Lynch. Alex, thank you so much. I appreciate it, Joe. Thanks. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Center Forward Podcast is in the books. Episode 31. Wow. Marching forward here. I want to thank Joey Cecil once again for his invaluable contribution, as well as Alex Lynch. Welcome back. He did a great job as well. Maybe you would like to try it. You are more than welcome. Uh, I will try to fit you in if you've never done a podcast before. We like to add new people in. You know, if you've done others, you know, those are great. Do those. I want to try and fit some newer people in. So if you uh, want to give it a shot, maybe you're a little nervous. Don't worry. I'll talk you through it. <laughs> And uh, as always, we are on iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify. Please like, subscribe, and share, share. I love, <laughs> I love saying that. Man, it's all about taking a step back, like we talked about. Look at the big picture. Don't just dive in emotionally. One of the things, that's one of the things I'm changing in my life and been working on for a long time. And I'm better at it now than I used to be, but I still fall in it. Jump in the moment. Get on social media, you know, spew something out and then sit back and say, okay, maybe I should have done that. (laughs) But in life in general, man, I hope you do that too. I really hope that if there's something going on and you're wound up emotionally about it, whatever it is, take a step back, evaluate the whole big deal and say, you know what? This is the change I need to make to make that situation better or to make it go away or whatever it is. Because, man, it's so cliche, and I am sorry. I feel like I say this almost every week. If there's a change you need to make, make it. I'm trying myself. It's hard, man. It's hard. But life's too short. Just too short. 
to sit there and wait. And it's, it's a regret of mine. I'll be honest with you. It's one I talk about this stuff because I'm trying to punch myself through that hole and, and, and get that done. So maybe if I hold you, I'm holding myself accountable to you to do it, maybe I'll do it and get better. I hope so. Because, <laughs> man, embrace these moments. Oh, my gosh. They're so precious. They really, really, really are. of a run here Louisville City racing Louisville being a leader in NWSL embrace every moment of this I really hope you do it and I hope whatever those changes are or whatever that's going on in your life you fix it if you need my help I'll help I love you I really do I want to thank you so much for listening and participating and the compliments really 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 appreciate it once again, folks, I am Joseph Vallow, the host of the Center Forward Podcast. Big week this week. If you're at the game Saturday, I'll see you there. God bless, and I'll see you then.